On today's episode of Locked On 76ers, Keith and I break down game number two in the 76ers' 119-103 loss to the Miami Heat. And the Miami Heat take a 2-0 series lead heading back to Philadelphia. Why they need to get things on track when they return home on Friday. We'll get into it all, dive deep into it next right here, Locked On 76ers. You are Locked On 76ers, your daily Philadelphia 76ers podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Welcome, you are locked on 76 as I'm Devon Givens of 97.5 The Fanatic Radio in Philadelphia alongside my co-host and partners always from the Inquirer.com. Sixers beat writer Keith Pompey live from Miami. Keith, tough game to loss again. Yeah, it was a tough one, D. I mean, they're sh- struggling from the poor shooting blues. That's what a lot of it has to do right about now. For the second consecutive game. <laughs> Can't make a basket, bro. Cannot make a shot. We got to talk about it all. and We'll dive deep into all of that. And first, we have to thank everybody for making Locked On 76ers your first listen every day. And remember, Locked On 76ers is free and available on all platforms, including right here on YouTube on Locked On 76ers. Glad you all can join us for this episode. Tough one. Again, 119-103. We have to talk about the game overall itself. Asking the question a little bit later, is it too soon to give up on the 76ers and the tremendous performance from Tyrese Maxey and why uh, that is important as we look ahead to game number three as well. But Keith, first things first, 119-103 loss to the Miami Heat and a strong performance as mentioned by Tyrese Maxey, but it wasn't enough, enough because the Sixers once again shot poorly from the field. As I look at my box score here, uh, really 45%. I'm okay with that, close to 50%, but it was really the three-point shot again, Keith. In the last game, they only made six of 34. Tonight, last night, eight for 30. So once again, man, you're just looking at a poor shooting performance. And after the game, James Harden, we'll get to him later, but he did point it out. He said it's very simple, missing shots. And that's exactly what they did. Couldn't sustain enough runs where they were long enough to keep them in the game. They got as close to four. They were up by as much as five, but that's it, man. They could not get over the hump against this Miami Heat team for the second consecutive game. Yeah, you're right, man. And when you look at this roster right now, I think that uh, without uh, Joel Embiid playing, what we're seeing now is how, lack of a better word, poorly constructed this roster is. And I'm not trying to take shots at anybody, but what I'm what I mean by that is, you know, you look at it at times, you would have uh you would bring in Matisse Seibel, who's a quality lockdown defender. And, you know, but then all of a sudden you want to get some shooters in there. So you take Matisse out because what they're doing is they're leaving Matisse, and you got Matisse and you got B ball Paul in there or DeAndre Jordan. So they're leaving those guys. And they're doubling up on other people. So then you bring in the shooters, George Niang, uh, Furkan. And what they're doing is, especially with George Niang, they're attacking. So it's kind of like you're shoring up one one thing, the defense, 
but then you know what I mean? You're getting double teamed somewhere else. And then when you bring in the shooters, they're not really making the shots. Furkan was, but then it get to a point where they're getting attacked and the other team is going on a run. And when you look at it, it's just today, today they said, or last night they said, hey, we really like the looks that we got. We like the looks that we got, but they're just not getting them. And here's another thing, D. They still got killed on the boards again. Like they were out-rebounded by 10 rebounds again for the second game. Last game they got out-rebounded 10. This time they got out-rebounded 10. So it's kind of like you look at it and you say to yourself, like, dang, if they could just box out, dang, if they could just, like, make some shots, they could have probably stole a game. You know what I mean? But it got to a point where, you know, it, it was just rough for them, bro. It was rough. No, it really was. And the, the, again, just highlighting the numbers once again and watching the game as we all did, just seeing where the shots came from. Doc Rivers spoke about it in game number one where he felt like with the 34 three-point attempts that they did have, Keith, 27 of them were really good looks. And I thought last night for the Sixers, same deal. They had some really good looks once again, just not dropping, just not falling, especially when you talk about Let's, let's go right over to the two shooters that you really needed to get going. James Harden being one of them, but it's not really him that I want to focus on here with you as we talk about the shooters. It is Danny Green and George Niang. George Niang last night, he was off the bench for uh, the 76ers, two for four from deep, but three for eight overall. And uh, pardon me, one for three from deep, two for four in 10 minutes and 20 seconds and fouled out. Okay. So that's one. That's one problem right there. Number two, you're starting a wing player who's supposed to be your shooter to help spread the floor, which he is, getting good looks. He made one three-pointer on nine attempts, Keith, last night. That was in the first quarter. He was a one for 10 overall from the floor in 23 minutes and 19 seconds for Danny Green. So in 23 minutes, he was able to squeeze off 10 shots, nine of them threes, only making one. In two games, what was he, one for six or one for five in game number one? So he's, he's shooting right there close to 15, 16 threes in the first two games with only two makes. Got to make shots, man. They made six in game one, eight tonight, last night. Uh, and that's just not a formula of success when you're getting the looks that you have, minus Joel Embiid. You need to knock down your shots. And for George Niang to play, like we said, 10 minutes and 20 seconds, and foul out and not get into a good enough groove where he could get his, get his shots off. This is just a tough matchup for him in this series. It was a tough matchup against the Toronto Raptors in round number one. And he is just simply having trouble. Now, my only thing that I lean on, Keith, and I don't know how you feel about this, is role players coming home. We've said it multiple times, so I'm repeating myself, but it is going to be important on Friday where your role players, specifically those two, need to knock down shots maybe at home feeling better about being home will have them in the more of a comfort zone, a comfort level, whether Embiid is there or not. We can't lean on him to be the savior right now. They need to correct that. They're still getting good looks and hopefully coming home for game number three, they'll have an opportunity or a better uh, chance of knocking the shots down because they feel comfortable. I'm reaching, but that's maybe what it is. Yeah. Yeah. And, and, and just to get it right. I mean, not to get it right, but I, I know you said he was one for five or one for six. You you weren't 100% sure, but he was one for five, talking about Danny okay. Green in the first game. 
So that makes him what two for one, fourteen. Two for fourteen. That's not good, bro. That's not good at all. Um, you know, uh, uh, you know, and it's weird. He was a a game worse minus eighteen. Uh, you know, last night in game two. So yeah, you're right. They there's a lot, and 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 the thing is, you know, we you you can't really rely a hundred percent. I mean, I know Joel Embiid makes things um, a whole lot better, but you are right, like. You know, they got to make shots. They got to do other things. And a part of the problem where George Niang fouled out because they kept attacking him and he was fouling. You know what I mean? It was like, you know. It's like the uh, Raptor series, right? Uh-huh. Why are you fouling Joel Embiid? Well, because, you know, you're fouling him. And same thing with George Niang. You're fouling them. Yeah. Yeah. You're fouling people. I mean, it was so, It's but it was like to a point. It, no, it was, man, a couple of times it was like a, a sweep in football where you got that pulling guard coming whatnot, and they just running after you, and they like, oh, we're going to go to his side. I mean, they kept doing that over and over and over again on them. And, you know, it, it's bad. You know, Maxie played well. A couple other people played well. But, you know, and the, the good part, like you said, is role players tend to play better at home. And and the Sixers have to hope and pray that, uh, you know, uh, that – Toronto, I mean, not Toronto, Miami's role players played well at their home (laughs) and maybe they won't have as good a games, you know, as they did in game three or four. Yeah. And and one more thing um, is when we talk about the role players and being at home, when you look at that number, maybe Danny Green shoots better, maybe George Niang shoots better. One of the things when we talked about Niang shooting poorly in game number one was Doc Rivers might have to reach deeper into his bag and go with Furkan Korkmaz. He did that. Nine minutes and 38 seconds in game one. Last night, uh, 18 minutes and 15, three for eight, two for four from beyond, four is eight points. And he had six rebounds, which was a team high. That's unacceptable, by the way, for your reserve wingman to come in there and lead. And that's not his bet. That's not his game to get six boards. That is unacceptable in and of itself. But my point is this. If they're shooting so poorly that way, I I know you don't want to go 10, 11, 12 deep into your into your you, you know your your players, but can 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 Isaiah Joe be any worse uh for a couple of minutes just to see if he can make a shot? Yes, he may get scored on, but so will Korkmaz, so will Danny Green. Danny Green made a couple of defensive plays last night, but for the most part, he didn't do much to slow them down. So my only question was simply, is it, you know, out of the realm of possibility that you can also just simply look at Isaiah Joe and say, throw my hands up, try it out, see if he can give me two minutes to see if it works. Yeah, but it's right now, right about now, dude. Like I hate everything to say, should be on the table. Yeah, it, it, well, it should be on the table, but I think it would have been better on the table if he played more in the regular season. Well, that was you know the what I mean. Yeah, yeah, right, yeah, right, right about now, it's like one of those things where. They kept pushing, kept pushing, pushing. They just could never sustain a run to get there yep. to yep. whereas, you know, if, if you're the coach, you got to be 100% sure that this dude is going to do it. But, you know, you know what I'm saying? So I can understand that you one and be. that one. Yeah, you and, and, and then we talk about role players play typically play better at home. You know, was he ready for that smoke? That's the question. Now, again, if he would have played more – then we would have a better idea of what he could do. Well, I, I guess we won't know, and maybe we'll find out uh, this weekend, Friday, 
and hopefully Sunday is not it. Well, Keith, on the other side, we got to get to talking about, because I know a lot of people after this loss feel in a bad spot thinking they might get swept or or just simply losing five. Is it too soon to give up on the series? And for me, I'll explain why it's not, why, why it is too soon to give up on the Sixers in this series. Well, I, I, I slipped up there. Why it is too soon to give up on the Sixers right now as they head back home for game number three, Friday night, 7 o'clock start time in South Philadelphia. We'll do that when we come back right here, Locked On, 76. Bet Online is your number one source for all your betting stats and sports info. Find all the latest sports development, league reviews, and news, including this year's base basketball playoffs. I'm about to say baseball playoffs. Come on, please. Major League Baseball and and all this weekend's run to the roses as the Kentucky Derby is back. Bet Online is your continued source for all your sporting wagering information from live betting to playoffs, esports, and more. Head to the website today or use your mobile device to learn more about the trends in action. Bet online where the game starts. As I always say, do it today, people. Do, do it, it today. today. <laughs> Get in there, folks. Get in there. Do it today. As Keith said, we thank you for making Locked On 76 as your first listen for your next listen. Check out the Locked On Now podcast for nightly recaps of every NBA game with analysis from our local experts. It's free and available wherever you get your podcast, whether it's the Phoenix Suns side for Locked On Suns or Locked On Mavs with Nick and uh, what they're doing because of the series that they're in. Phoenix winning that one to make it 2-0 for their series out west as well. Make sure you check out Locked On Now podcast to see what's going on in the other series in the playoffs. But Keith, uh, is it too soon to uh, give up on the Sixers right now uh, for this series? They're down 2-0 and they're in a bad spot, obviously losing the first two, but Miami did what they were supposed to do. They protected their home floor. Now, my reasoning, as I ask that question to you and get your thoughts, and hopefully, uh, you know, some of our listeners will leave in the comment section how they feel. The Sixers are coming home. We've seen them win at home against the Miami Heat. We've seen them do it without Harden and Embiid. Different place because it is the postseason, but they are coming back home. And whether Embiid is there or not, I saw a lot from Maxi. We'll get to that later. But I saw some things that I thought went well with them last night. And while it didn't result into a win, maybe those things can carry over to game number three to make it a 2-1 thing and take it one game at a time. I think it's too soon to give up on the Sixers right now um i think it's too soon to give up on the Sixers right now but i don't think it has anything to do with like the 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 regular season because they got certain dudes who weren't doing jack against them in the regular season who straight out there holding them hostage right about now (laughs) you know i mean there's a couple dudes like you know i mean like yo victor oladipo wasn't out there playing in the regular season you know i mean you think about it they got an all-star coming off the bench he was a one-time all-star but, no, I mean, I, I think that, you know, right about now, if I'm the 76ers, it's like, you know, you have nothing, uh, you know, you, you, you got, I mean, you got to go to the bag of tricks, so to speak, and you have nothing to lose and play that way. And if they do that, and again, if you just make a couple shots and you're going to have the crowd on your back and all that, 
you know, cheering for you. I think that they, you know, they can still win. You know, now, again, do I think the Sixers are going to win this series? Nobody. Not, not what I, I don't see anything that can tell me they can win four games. Nothing. Right. But at the same time, I do think that they can still win. They can win games three and f- three or four. And then and then come back here and suffer a slow death on uh on on game five. Who knows? Maybe they may push it to six. But but I just can't see them getting swept right about now. I just don't see it. Um, but yeah, I, I don't think that is over. What about you? No, I, I don't I don't think it's over just yet. I think they have at least one more win in them. And as we as I said. Uh, a few minutes ago, just taking it one game at a time and making the adjustments, hoping those shots fall on their home floor, hoping that they can get a sustained run, Keith, where we're looking up and we see the Sixers instead of the Miami Heat having a, let's say, 9-2 run to close out a quarter like they did at the end of the first. It was tied 22-22. Next thing you know, it's 31-24 after one because the Heat went on a 9-2 run to close it out, and they never looked back. And while the Sixers were able to get close, uh, they did enough Miami defensively to hold them off. And that's what you may be able to get away with at home. And for whatever it is, sometimes you also get the calls to go your way when you're on your home floor as well. And I'm not pointing the finger at the officials. I'm just simply saying that's the nature of what the game is. Oftentimes you will get a more favorable call your way on your home floor, especially if you're playing a certain way. The Miami Heat were more aggressive. They got to the 50-50 balls. Those offensive rebounds that you talked about, they wanted to, they wanted it more than the 76ers did in certain instances, and that showed. And look, they did a good job of keeping the turnover number down. It was down to 10, which was good, and they forced the Miami Heat into 14 turnovers, leading to 18 points for the 76ers. So there were some things, again, there that I like, turnovers num- being number one. Offensive rebound, you lose that uh, 8 to 5, but you got to hit the glass, as you talked about. And again, maybe at home, Dwayne Dedman doesn't play as well as he did last night. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Maybe he doesn't give you a good production like he did. And maybe P.J. Tucker doesn't play as well, even though the type of game that he does play that way travels on the road. So I think it's way too soon for uh, folks to give up on him just yet. I don't think they're going to get swept. I think they have a really good chance in game number three now. The question will be outside of Joel Embiid, will Kyle Lowry be out there? Will he be playing to add another weapon for the Miami Heat? And I'm not saying he's going to be 100% Kyle Lowry with the hamstring injury, but he is another body. And right now they're winning games with Gabe Vincent at the point guard spot. 16 points in their backcourt compared to the Sixers, 54. They're not matching it, but they are hitting big shots. Three for six for Max Struess last night uh, for his performance. So, to answer the question, I do think it's too soon to give up on the 76ers. James Harden has to play better. The role players that we mentioned, they have to play better. Hopefully that translates to the uh, center's floor on Friday night for game number three and uh, taking one at home and trying to extend the series a little bit longer. Yeah, I agree. I agree. All right, man. Well, we finally, we talked about a lot of the negative things that took place in the game. You lose. So there are some negative things to focus on. We did that in the next segment in our final one here on Locked On 76ers today. We need to talk about the uh, fantastic performance that was 
on full display last night for Tyrese Maxey. Many people struggled. He did not. He was a bright spot in the game last night. We'll talk about Maxey, why that performance, again, was important for the Sixers and him as they return home for game number three and four Friday and Sunday this weekend at the center. We'll talk about that next on Locked On 76ers. But first, before we get to Maxey, I got to tell you about ah, my, my, my people. I just leaned on them, rockauto.com. It's one of those spots, right, where you uh, you have some issues with your car. It could be small, could be big, and you're a do-it-yourselfer like myself. I needed a, a headlight for my car, and instead of going to any of these other places that you may have some issues with and you run into some problems there, I didn't have a problem because I knew right where to go, and that was rockauto.com, saving time and money when using Rock Auto and choosing to, why, why choose to spend 30 and 50 and even 100% more for same, some parts from a chain store or a car dealership when you can just simply go to Rock Auto and makes it very easy. They're family-owned business, serving do-it-yourselfers like you and myself for over 20 years. They have everything you can need from brake parts, tail lamps, motor oil, and even new carpets. I didn't need a tail lamp. I needed a headlamp in the front of my car. Don't want to be pulled over for that. Uh, once I realized that I needed it. So it worked out well for me, replaced it, easy does it, arrived very quickly. So go explore their easy-to-use website today. Find a solution for the car parts that you need, the auto parts you need for your car as well. So go to rockauto.com right now and see all the parts available for your truck or car right locked on in there. How did you hear about us, Box? So they know we sent you amazing selection reliably low prices, all the parts, all car parts you need, you will ever need. That's right there at rockauto.com. Welcome back to Locked On 76ers, your uh, place to be for Sixers basketball and Sixers information and coverage. Keep on paid Devon Givens. Keith, last night, once again, the young guy that we look at and say, man, the star might be born with Tyrese Maxey. They needed a better performance from him. 19 games in game, 19 points in game number one. You got that in game number two. 34 points for a game high, 12 for 22 from the floor, a game high, 43 minutes and 28 seconds, one for four from deep, getting to the foul line for a game high 11 times, tying game high, as well as Bam Adebayo, both making nine of 11. He had three rebounds, one assist, and no turnovers in the time that he was out there on the floor. His speed, 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 speed continues to kill. He was able to take those guys off the dribble. None of them, Keith, could stay in front of him. Uh, the best one that I saw with the chance of doing so was Jimmy Butler, and that was just because of his defensive uh, ability that he has had on full display his entire career, and that's because of the angles, the smarts, the IQ that he uses. But in the end, Maxie still had his way getting by Butler, Vincent, Strews caught on a mismatch, uh, taking advantage of Tyler Hero out there on the floor. Caleb Martin, Victor Oladipo, whoever was in front of him, he had his way. He had a, a phenomenal game last night. He did everything he could to give them an opportunity to win that game. Yeah, he did. Now, the one thing that I don't like about the 76ers, and I think they do this quite a bit, is that they don't really feed the guy who's the hot hand. And Maxi kind of cooled down a little bit. He scored 11 consecutive points 
from the, you know, the end of the third quarter to the beginning of the fourth, 11 consecutive. And then all of a sudden, James Harden start going ISO. Some other players start doing something. And it kind of took Maxi. I mean, Maxi was bringing them back. Was and he, it kind of like was he fatigued at all? You being in the building, he the youngest dude on there. It was just I, that I agree with you. They got to a point where I mean, dude, it's not new with the Sixers. There was times when Tobias Harris was baking. Like, I mean, there was a game when Tobias was getting off, and then all of a sudden they start going elsewhere, elsewhere. And then Maxi was getting off that one game, and then all of a sudden they went elsewhere. So I'm saying this to say, like, um, they got to they gotta do a better job of that because you're right. He was killing it. He was on fire. Yeah, you know, yeah. and, like, he might be the youngest player on the floor getting minutes. So as far as being fatigued, uh, m- maybe a little bit. But, nah, it just felt like, to me, it's one of those things where, they just always like lose touch of what's going on, and other guys start trying to get they bu- get their buckets, get their shot, and I just felt like they just stopped going to Maxi a little bit too soon. I mean, again, I understand it, I understand it, tired this and that, but dude, when you when you that person is giving it to you, I mean, giving it to the other team like that, bruh, you're gonna have to suck it up. We may have to call a timeout for you to get get a breather, but but you have to suck it up. You know what I mean? You got to yeah. man up. Yeah. Well, I think uh, why it was important, again, for that performance last night is we do know that someone can score. And, again, I don't think this was a situation where oftentimes you see a coach, especially with Embiid out, or even if Embiid was there, let's say they decide we'll let Embiid get his numbers, we shut everybody else down. This wasn't a case of let Maxi ball out the way that he did and we'll close everything else out elsewhere maxi just did his part and you had opportunities from others danny green again one for nine from three one for ten overall nothing from george nang who fouled out in 10 minutes and 20 seconds you didn't get the extra help outside of tobias harris with his 21 who i thought again played well and uh, was aggressive aggressively looking for his harden had 20 i think that was a little misleading because he had a lot of success early. Didn't do much in the second half. Maxi just played. You know what I mean? Maxi played, and he played well. And I think it's it was important for last night to happen, now heading home, knowing that he can do that against that team. So now it's the that's one less thing that you may be able to check off and say, we know this. Now let's try this with the other thing that could potentially help put us over the top and give us a win. We know Maxi can go off. Doesn't mean it's going to be 34, but they have to pay attention to him. They know that Tobias Harris has been playing the best basketball consistently throughout the seven games that they, six, eight games that they played in the postseason. And he's going to give you some solid production, both offensively and defensively. Now it's about the others and where they can correct some mistakes on this day off on Thursday, leading into game number three on Friday. Maxi helped them out with at least one thing, knowing that he still has that in him this deep into the postseason where he is not fatigued and tired. He is still have that energizer bunny type of thing going on with him where he can hurt that Miami team. He has their, he has their attention right now. And now it's about the adjustments to make uh, to go along with his 
overall scoring uh, that he had for the game last night. So that's why I think it was important for that to, to show. Even in a loss, it was good to see it. Yeah, it's important for that to show. But, I mean, it's great. Don't get me wrong. I like that. But in order for them to win, he, him, Tobias, and James, or if somebody else do it, they need to have three people score at least 25 points. Seriously. Because then when you do that, then all of a sudden they're going to stop the doubling. They're going to stop all that other stuff. You got to have the balance. You got to have elite. You got to have elite scores like doing that. I feel like because what happens is, you know, Maxi can get his. Don't get me wrong; it's great. He can get his. But if some other dudes aren't cooking, then after a while, it's like you know what I'm saying. It's like, it, you know, you you got to get his. I mean, but yeah, it was great, and and we're, we're you know we're not surprised by it. No, but it was it was a it was a great moment for him. But and, and and here's the other part to it is in game number one we were questioning to Tyrese saying why didn't he give you a little bit more than the 19? He figured something out. So from game one to two, now uh, seeing what he did, that kind of again answers the question a little bit for him of okay he's fine and we think he's fine. This may be sustainable to to now what you're talking about. Now you need that extra five from James Harden. Uh, Tobias Harris gave you 21. I'm not really picking at him because he's just been that good. And nah, I'm not picking at him he, either. But what I'm he saying is, a couple need, of shots. You need three dudes who's going to have to ball out because yeah. you, you know you're going to have three that's going to ball out. You know, so yeah. that's what it is. Especially to make up for some of the other deficiencies that they had in the game, but. Uh, listen, man, uh, a lot to talk about tomorrow. We thank everybody for making Locked On 76 as your first listen tomorrow. We'll dive a little bit deeper into things like James Harden. And what, again, I mean, it's almost like we, we do this every time and we're we're hoping upon hope upon hope that something is going to happen. But we dive a little deeper into uh, the Sixers and what they need to do in game number three to extend this series and avoid uh, being closer to a sweep on Friday night. Now make your second listen Locked On NBA for Locked On experts covering the biggest stories around the NBA every Monday through Friday in less than 30 minutes. It's free and available wherever you get your podcast. Keith, what do people need to do? Yeah, what y'all need to do is y'all need to go and subscribe to this podcast. Like Dee said, you can get this podcast wherever you uh, wherever you get podcasts at. Um, secondly, what you need to do is you need to subscribe to our YouTube channel, Locked On 76ers YouTube channel. And I'm telling y'all, like I always say, do it today. Make sure you get it done today. Get her done. <laughs> get her done. And follow Keith Pompey at Pompey on Sixers. You see the Twitter handle underneath Keith's name, under my name, Devon G975 as well. Well, Keith, um, safe trip back, man. Get back from Miami safely, and uh, we'll catch up again tomorrow as we uh, give another episode of Locked On 76ers getting ready for the preview of game number three in Philadelphia. We'll talk to you later, man. All right. Talk to you later. And thank you all for listening and watching. Appreciate everybody.